0: old souls don't mind having time alone because they know that they never are. Mm. And that's really true right now. Yeah. We are not alone, regardless of your belief system, whether you want to think of it as energy or our past loved ones or your spirit guides. We are not alone in this world. There's absolutely no way. First of all, we're all connected. And then we're connected with the other side as well.
1: You're listening to This Life Explains It All,
0: with the creators of Vera, your guide for navigating a conscious life. We're Stefania Romeo and Catherine Griffiths. This Life Explains It All was created out of belief that our life experience is our greatest teacher. And as soul sisters and intuitives, we've spent the past decade completely obsessed with better understanding our minds and our bodies, all while running a mile a minute with busy careers as leaders in the tech startup world.
1: On this podcast, we are bringing you the insights and lessons that have changed our lives with the thought leaders, healers, and dreamers behind them. We're discussing wellness practices, healing methods, and experiences that get us to think differently about life and live empowered. Whether you want to uplevel your health, your career, your relationship, or going through changes to your life path, this information can help you get there and let you know that we're right here
0: with you. We believe life isn't meant to be lived linear, and no matter where you are right now, you're right on time.
1: Hey guys, it's Kat and Stefania. You're listening to This Life Explains It All, Vera's podcast.
0: Vera is the guide for a conscious life. We're extending that into this podcast by bringing you the people that inspire us, that we can learn from by way of healers, way showers, entrepreneurs, and experts in the space of wellness and beyond. So This week is a special episode where you got me and Kat answering your questions and talking about some of the things that you've let us know you're looking for some support on during this time where we're all in quarantine and navigating uncharted waters.
1: Yes, these are certainly uncharted waters.
0: I know. Although last week we learned that it kind of was in the stars that we would be experiencing something like this. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys haven't listened to our last episode with my personal astrologer, Cassandra Joan Butler, check it out. She gives a lot of insight on what's going on right now as explained by the cosmos. But today, like I said, we're answering some questions and we're talking about some things that you guys asked us for. We really want to support you during this time. We feel supported just by hearing from you and... It gives us a lot of joy and gives us meaning to be able to serve you. So Kat, one of the questions or one of the themes that came up a lot is around alcohol and substance use. It's kind of interesting because I feel like there's a lot of kind of funny memes and content out there and people talking about, oh, buying out all the wine and et cetera. But I think that a lot of us are struggling with not wanting to use alcohol as a crutch right now when it's so easy to do that. And I know for me, I'm really sensitive to alcohol. And so even in having a couple glasses of wine, I feel really weird and numb when I'm already feeling weird. So I feel like you've shared a lot about your journey with changing your relationship with alcohol. And I'm curious how that has been going for you during all of this. Have you been drinking? What have you been doing?
1: Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm even surprised with myself by saying this, that I haven't been drinking. And it was such a foreign thing to me before I went on this journey of looking at my alcohol usage. Saying I'm not drinking during a quarantine would just never be something that, that would come out of my mouth.
0: So can you give us a refresher on why you decided to change your relationship or re-examine your relationship with alcohol back in January?
1: Yeah. I was noticing more and more that I was using alcohol for so many different things. So social anxiety, regular anxiety, any sort of anxiety, boredom. There are a lot of things that alcohol was used for and it kept coming up. I even looked back at my journal a couple months ago and realized that the things that I was kept talking about over and over again was how I really wanted to change my relationship with alcohol. Okay, I'm not going to drink Monday through Thursday. That's what I'm going to do. And I wasn't drinking a ton during the week, but I was still just thinking about even thinking about alcohol so much. And I realized there's definitely something to address and to look into further here. And something that I feel is holding me back from really being like coming into my full potential And we had Ruby Warrington on the podcast in January. And before that, I had read her book. And I was so inspired by her journey to becoming Sober Curious. And it's not that she's completely sober, but she really changed her relationship with alcohol. So I was inspired to do that.
0: Was there a moment, because you're writing in your journal saying, I want to stop drinking so much, like what was happening in your life? Like, was there something where you're like, "Uh, I don't like the way I'm acting because... In a previous episode, actually, in the Ruby Warrington episode, you talked about how one of the things that was happening was you would have a drink and you wouldn't want to stop. You just wanted to keep going and you couldn't just have one or two. So I'm wondering if you can like expand upon that and share like what was happening in your life when you were deciding, okay, I want to take a break.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of things. One thing that comes to mind is recently I was back in the U.S., I was there for a work trip. I had some visa issues and I was extremely anxious about that. And I had been drinking because I was catching up with family and friends and that's what we do. And that's what we've always done. And I also had a lot of work events. So I was drinking a lot and I was anxious about this visa situation. So I remember we were driving in the car. It was you and our other friend, Nicole, and we were driving and... I was sitting in the back seat and it actually felt like my heart was about to explode from anxiety. Like I was like having a panic attack. I could not calm myself down. Mm -hmm. And you guys were well aware because I just, when I get anxious like that, I have to keep talking about the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. And that's not me. Like I'm not that anxious when I'm at home and in my environment and going on. It was just like this crazy anxiety. And we were on our way to my dad's house. And as soon as we got there, I was just like, I need a drink. And I knew that there would be alcohol there. And I knew that that drink would take away the edge and get rid of that anxiety. And then I just overdid it. And I would—I don't even know how much we ended up drinking during that day. But I did say the thing that really bothers me is, A, I'm using a substance for anxiety, which isn't good because it only adds to it the next day. The next day my anxiety was like even worse than it was the day before. But also I say things that I'm really not proud of the next day. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, I'll share my feelings that are valid and I would maybe potentially, maybe not share them anyway, but I was sharing them in the context of being under the influence of alcohol, which always comes out wrong. So I said something to my dad, like, oh, like, well, you know, you weren't there during this period of my life. And my mom was like something like that, that wasn't even a big deal, but it was like such a big deal to me the next day because I don't even feel those things. I mean, I must deep down, but like, that's not how I wanted it to come out. So those moments Mm -hmm. really make me question whether or not I want to have this relationship with alcohol anymore, because why? I mean, why wouldn't I want to have control over what I say and be able to speak to people in a way that is controlled? And so I think that was a big moment.
0: Yeah. So if you were to go back to that self, because right now you're kind of not on it, but if you were to go back to your former self and give some advice and give some advice for other people who are wondering, how can I like curb my drinking right now? what would you say was most helpful and like most impactful for you?
1: You can do it. You have the power to do this and you are way more powerful than that substance. And that was the problem for me for so long is that I felt like it had power over me because it gave me so much, but it was taking so much away. And that is the message. I feel so empowered since I have been able to do that. I'm so happy and thrilled with myself that I was able to do that. And I broke the habit and now I don't even think about it. And it's like, I can't believe that it it felt like it was a lot easier than this whole time of me saying, okay, I'm just going to make it for four days and see how It just feels so much easier.
0: So how do you break a habit? You just
1: have to do it. I mean, it takes at least they say like 28 days to actually break a habit. After that time, I think with alcohol, Ruby Warrington says to do it for 100 days because in that time, you'll at least have a wedding. I mean, this is not currently right now, but once this lifts, you'll have a wedding. You'll have to go to several dinners sober. You'll have to go to be in an uncomfortable situation sober so many times that after that, you'll break it. For me, it took two months to really break it. I think it's because I've put myself in those situations and didn't feel like I needed a drink. And it was really uncomfortable at first, but over time, it was fine. And I realized, wow, I can go to a dinner and be completely sober and still have a great time. And it also can help you reevaluate who's in your life because if you don't enjoy the conversation sober and you only enjoy it when you have a few drinks, then it's probably not somebody that is meant for you or you want to keep in your life. That was one thing that came out of that
0: too. So what would you say while someone's home right now, what they can do?
1: I think that one thing that you can do being home right now is start questioning yourself. What is alcohol giving me? What types of feelings does it give me? Why do I feel the need to have it? How is it serving me? And is there anything else in your life that can fill that For you. When I first started doing this, I was drinking a lot more coffee just because I felt like, okay, well, it still has something. It has caffeine and it's not as bad. And that's something that I can feel like I still have something in my hand or having a warm cup of tea. Just having something in your hand kind of helps with that habit aspect of it. I think a good thing to do right now that I was doing and still continue to do is the Lacey Phillips work around reprogramming your subconscious mind. Because a lot of feeling like you need to have something to make you feel a certain way is likely from you know behaviors that started early on that live in your subconscious mind. So that's a good way to actually change the way that you behave in the way that you think about alcohol. And we have a little bit more time now if you're not commuting. So that's something that you could do. And going back to the feelings, like thinking about the feelings of what alcohol is giving you, think about other things that can do that. For me, it was running. Like I love the feeling I get after running and it's a big release for me. So that did help during the time of, especially in the beginning, just getting things out. So I would suggest thinking about what are those things that give you a release?
0: Uh, well, we hope we give you a couple of helpful tips for those staying home who want to limit the alcohol right now. The next question or kind of theme that we got was around how to care for yourself and address stress or isolation feelings that come up right now. And I wanted to share something that I've been doing on this note. So at the beginning of the quarantine, I definitely felt really weird. I felt like it was tough and an adjustment to not have social interaction as we normally do and to feel kind of trapped (laughs) being inside. And as I felt into more of the acceptance that this situation is not going anywhere anytime soon, I started thinking about how can I commune with and explore the parts of our world that are unseen one of the things that i think can make this time alone and especially if like you are physically alone and just have a lot of time by yourself during all of this is exploring connecting with your spirit guides with your loved ones who have passed i think that we're all at a different place in terms of our belief and openness to this kind of stuff but for me I love this and I think that it makes life so interesting as well. I saw a quote that stuck with me the other day and it said, old souls don't mind having time alone because they know that they never are. Mm. And that's really true right now. Yeah. We are not alone, regardless of your belief system, whether you want to think of it as energy or our past loved ones or your spirit guides we are not alone in this world. There's absolutely no way. First of all, we're all connected and then we're connected with the other side as well. So as an adult, one of the things that got me back into connecting with the unseen world was an interview that I listened to with Laura Lynn Jackson. Laura Lynn Jackson is revered as the greatest psychic medium of our lifetime. She has been a part of quadruple blinded studies and tests and, you know, assessing her capabilities. She works with uh, families of, you know, children who have passed through an organization and she is extremely legit. And she has had some books out around recognizing signs and other related topics. But I listened to an interview by Laurel Jackson, and she said that one of the ways and I've been practicing this in my life for a long time now. She said that one of the ways that every single person can connect with loved ones on the other side is by asking for signs really asking for them and often writing down that we want a sign from them. And one of the ways that they're able to give us signs that we can see for some reason, I don't know all the mechanics behind it, is through animals. She gave a story about how she gave a really hard animal, she's just like an aardvark or something, that she wanted her spirit guides to communicate with her through because she knew she would never see that in her day-to-day life. And so she chose an aardvark and she said that when she was going through a period of time where she was really uncertain about a decision that she had to make, she was standing in line at buffet line at an event or at a wedding. And all of a sudden, as she was thinking about it, two men behind her began discussing aardvarks. So that's an example of how it can show up. And so a couple of years ago, I adopted the practice and I chose raccoons. And I wrote in my journal and I said, I want my guides." or my loved ones to appear through showing me a raccoon. And I wrote it in my journal and I asked for it out loud and I wrote it down very clearly. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then in the next couple of weeks, I saw raccoons everywhere, not real raccoons, but I saw them. I was watching a Saturday Night Live episode. And then all of a sudden it was like on Barbie and and a raccoon came into the sketch. And then I was looking on Instagram at an illustrator that I follow who never usually does animals, but a huge raccoon came in my feed and I kept seeing them and I kept thinking, okay, like, is this to let me know you're here and I'm not alone? And that had been really profound for me. And recently I was having a really hard time being in quarantine and just feeling really down. And I sat alone with my candle and I said, my guides and my loved ones who have passed, like, please let me know that you're here with me. And I still will look for signs in the raccoons. The next morning, this was just last week, I was walking Charlie, my dog, and I had my head down because I was looking at my phone while I was walking and I was just going straight. I was so tired because it was the early morning walk and Charlie stopped and he wouldn't move. He would not go anywhere. And I kept pulling him and say, come on, Charlie, let's go. I looked up at a tree that I pass every day in the middle of the city and there was a huge raccoon hanging from it. It was something that you would never see. Wow. And I started crying because I knew that it was their way of letting me know that they were there. Wow, that is crazy.
1: I can't even believe that that happened. I wonder how they maneuver all that.
0: I don't know. (laughs) It is crazy, but it's not. And I've suggested it to some other friends too who've been able to get some comfort in it. And it's something that I recommend exploring. And even if not the animal piece, just sitting quietly and talking to loved ones, you will get messages. Like you will get something. Even if you're just sitting in quiet, looking at the flame of a candle and asking maybe your grandmother who's passed away or your parent, you'll get a body feeling or a message will pop into your head. There are ways of communing. And I think it's one of the most beautiful ways that we can use this time because We don't get that quiet in that same way.
1: No. I did do that with, when we were talking about this before, and I did it, like, it was like six months ago, and I asked for elephants, because you can also ask for a specific thing. Like, I just said, like, if I'm on the right path, can you show me an elephant or elephants and let me know that you're, you know, and I think I said, show me a different animal if I'm not. Yeah. And... Then a couple days later, because I had just forgotten about it, I wasn't really looking out for it. And then a couple days later, my brother sent me about ten photos <laughs> of elephants because wow. they were in yeah they had gone to Thailand. They live in Hong Kong, so they were just like literally ten, just like flowing. And I was just like, "Oh my god, wow!" It's it's crazy when it happens because it's very interesting. But I agree. We're not alone. They're with you to help support you and guide us. And they only want what's best.
0: Yeah. And we all have the ability to connect. Mm-hmm. Just do it. I like what Srimati said in our recent episode as well, where she said, a linear way of thinking is only useful when you're trying to change the washing machine. Mm. For anything else, it doesn't make sense. Like, just do it. Yeah. You don't have to plan it. Just sit there and. It'll come to you. So that is my number one suggestion Mm -hmm. for spending this time as we think about it in the context of self-care, self-love. That's such Mm -hmm. a big uh, way to show love and care to yourself. And Mm -hmm. you'll feel really powerful when you do it too. And just be patient with yourself because it is a muscle and a trust muscle that you build over time. So if you don't have anything big coming through, just give it some time and some patience.
1: Yeah, because when I did it, I didn't see anything for two to three days. Mm -hmm. So don't expect it to happen immediately. It'll happen probably when you least
0: expect it. And then all of a sudden, bam, bam. It may take longer than that. Who knows? Yeah. Catherine and I are both Cancer rising, and Cancer in your astrological chart is very intuitive, has abilities to connect with the unseen world. So check out if you are a cancer or if you have cancer in your chart that could aid you in this a little bit.
1: Yeah. And you can increase that by writing down things like your dreams, doing more journaling, getting quiet. That's a really important thing It's just sitting quiet.
0: Yeah. And that can be really hard. Mm. And sometimes emotions come up, but like let them flow through you because then they'll exit you. Well,
1: that's the one thing, just quickly going back to the, even the alcohol piece is I think that we do things to run away from our emotions. And when I gave up alcohol, I actually noticed, not gave it up. I still, I, again, I all still- right, we get it. You don't have yeah. to do
0: the qualifier. <laughs> all right, fine.
1: <laughs> um, but when I limited my drinking, I noticed that initially all these feelings started coming up that I was obviously blocking with it. And they're not as scary as what I thought they would be. Like they just come and then they flow out of you. Just let it happen and then it's gone. Yeah. And then a new emotion comes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the last kind of theme of questions that we got were, there was actually a lot around, Beauty and skincare and product tips and recommendations. And we've actually found that the best way for us to share that is through content and through written content that we can share and you can save versus just talking about it here. So look out for that. We'll definitely share skincare, beauty, some of the products that we've been using in the coming days and weeks on our site and on Instagram. But for the purposes of this conversation, something that I've been thinking about as it relates to our beauty and our skincare and makeup that I've been thinking about a lot is what if we did nothing? What if we did nothing to ourselves? What if we, both women and men, embraced letting our hair grow out naturally, letting our eyebrows grow out, not putting makeup on her
1: armpit hair.
0: Let that armpit hair grow <laughs> her legs. Yeah. See, that's where I'm getting a little uncomfortable, but <laughs> yeah <laughs> so But really, like, what if you did nothing and spent some time every day really looking at that real raw you and who you are, and what might come from that? I mean, I haven't done it, and I think that it could be hard. We might look in the mirror and not love what we see as much as when we have all of our grooming on point. But because it feels like it would be hard and a challenge, that feels like such an indicator to me that it would be useful because something would be coming up there. So what are your thoughts on that, Kat?
1: I think that it would become, over time, it would become the new normal. And we would start to find beauty in just being natural and looking at ourselves that way. You would learn to love yourself in its raw form without feeling like you have to physically change anything. I think it would increase the compassion that we have for ourselves. And I think it would give other people the confidence to do that as well. Because part of it is like, well, I mean, if you think about it, it's like, well, I'm not good enough without this, right? I don't look good enough without this. But then the counter to that is it does make me feel better when I'm dressed and I do my hair and I am groomed. So yeah, I don't know how that would change.
0: I know. And I feel like I don't want to vilify grooming or vilify makeup. Like I love it. And I also think it's fun to play with, but I think it could be an interesting experiment of sorts mm-hmm. to spend a couple of weeks not doing anything to yourself, really getting to know yourself in the mirror Mm -hmm. and exploring what happens with that and what kind of thoughts and feelings come up. Because if we can, yeah, like if we can love ourselves at our most raw, then anything else we choose to do on top of that feels like it's just for fun. It's for yeah. fun. I'm wearing mm-hmm. makeup because I enjoy it, because it's fun to do. I It makes me feel pretty, not because I need it to yeah. have value or look a certain way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I think a step to that could be getting on your any video calls that you're doing without makeup. And that's the first step to see it, just play around with it and see how it feels. And then it becomes the new normal, even for the way people... Because really all it is is if you're confident with yourself and you're confident within your natural self, you're gonna come across that way to others and you're gonna come across as beautiful to others because even though we think so much is about looks and all that, it's really not. Like if you are coming across as that confident person who can just rock up and not have anything on, that's a beautiful thing. One of the things that Natalia Benson who was recently on our podcast, is a true believer of, and I've done this myself, and this is something that I'm going to focus on along with this topic too, is mirror gazing at yourself. If you do that without doing anything to yourself and just look at yourself and say, I love you. I forgive you. I'm so proud of you. Just really encouraging words and do that every single day without anything on and see how that transforms. Like Natalia talks about it as, though it, she's like, my face looked different. Like I just was, my energy was showing up. Everything just started to change my whole like biochemistry because she was telling herself, I love you.
0: Yeah. Maybe should we do some mirror work?
1: Yeah. Let's do a challenge where we do one week, no makeup, nothing like that. Just do the mirror work. Yeah. Okay. So let's do do, Yeah, the challenge of one week and mirror work. And then we'll check back in in a week and see how it's going.
0: One of the things we want to remind you guys of, we don't always talk about on the podcast, although you'll see it on our site and in our content, is that Catherine and I, through the Vera platform, offer coaching. And we work with individuals and groups on accessing your power so that you can play bigger, finding alignment so that you can have the life you want we help you access your own intuition we use energetics and human design which we'll be talking about coming up which is the way that you are uniquely designed to exchange energy with the world to help you with career path life purpose and transitions relationships and creating an aligned lifestyle so while we're in quarantine and working more from home, we've opened up some more sessions and some more availability to work with new clients. So if you're interested in working with either of us, we do a free initial session and you can learn more about what that looks like. So reach out to us at vera at or through our website if you're interested and we'd love to work with you. So in closing, I want to read a quote that I saved today that felt very resonant right now by Eckhart Tolle, who we've talked about a little bit on this podcast before. There's one thing we do know, life will give you whatever experience is most helpful for the evolution of your consciousness. How do you know that this is the experience that you need? Because this is the experience you are having at this moment
1: simple as that. Love it. Thanks guys. We'll see you on the flip side. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review or share it with a friend and hit subscribe. So you never miss a show.